I guess it's that time. It's Mike and John Got It Going On, and we are coming to you live from Remax Platinum, courtesy of our good friend, Jordan Genso. He was supposed to escort our guests in. What happened to that? Well, last he week, slacking? he wasn't here, if you remember. Oh, that's right. We had to hunt him. And uh, uh, so the there was, you know, the guests kind of had to find their way around, which is fine. Yeah, we have It all worked out. But I, I found out later he wasn't here because he was off... I don't know if I should say it. I'm going to say it. He was in Canada getting Halloween candy? Wait a minute. Imported yeah. candy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. they sell Halloween yeah. candy here. Well, he was getting special candy. Oh, special candy? Kind of stuff. And, he, and he did show it to me. And I, some of the, he sent me some pictures. Well, like, today's the 20th, so there's yeah. still 11 days left so you can yeah. get your Halloween candy. So, if you can find it behind all the Christmas stuff. Well, that's true. That's at <laughs> the they, really have, uh, they really have uh, gone that route, have they not? You know what um, else is gone, John? A legend here in Livingston County. A legendary building and place and fella. That's right. There's been some reaction. Yes, there has. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, Okay, we'll get to that. Also coming up on the the show, we'll have your Toy Story rundown. Oh, that's the Top Story rundown. Not the Toy (laughs) Story rundown. Yeah, you've seen enough. We'll we'll give you the latest in Barbie trends. And by the way, did you know that Taylor Swift is a big fan of Mike and John got it going on. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. It's been uh, it's kind of embarrassing. We honestly. we had to give her a cease and desist to stop talking about it <laughs> right. because we didn't want everybody right. storming the Remax Platinum Building. All here. those songs, they're about us. They are. They really are. Yeah. Like trouble. Yeah. That's the. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> also coming up, we'll find out if we got a winner in last night's TNT. We'll talk to Rich Pearlberg. Uh, talk big MSU U of M showdown. It's plus. not really a big game. Well, now, now think no, about it though, and this not. is what I, Rich is going to take this point. And he's a big, you know, uh, Wolverine fan. Yeah. We're Spartan fans generally, although this year less so. Um, <laughs> Do they have a team? <laughs> we're fair weather Spartan fans, <laughs> and um, uh, but of course the big uh, quote unquote scandal about the spying that uh, you know Jim Harbaugh is now Harbaugh went undercover. Yeah, so we're gonna we'll we'll talk about all that coming up. Plus. Uh, story top of our website, uh, of course, the uh, rezoning, uh, proposed rezoning of a parcel in Genoa Township. Uh, very controversial uh, project. Uh, there's been a group uh, that has formed against the entire project. They were out last night in force, uh, and the Planning Commission ultimately turned it down. Um, and so uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Denise Policella from the group. Uh, that's coming up in just a few minutes. But... As you alluded to. Well, you really interrupted my what's coming up yeah. on the show today. Well, you, we also have the you talked Barbie. and uh, yeah. you, know, <laughs> and you, you went on yeah. off the, and then and Taylor then I, Swift. and yeah. Things got derailed a little bit. We'll get to uh, this week in history. Uh, well, well also, now wait a minute. How did they get derailed? You talked about some stuff, and then I talked about some stuff. Well, you kind of went long. <laughs> so then... <laughs> what else is new? What else is new? I don't know what you're talking about. Next, you're going to say I'm loud. I think we all know that. It goes without saying. I said, next you're going to say I'm loud. <laughs> all right, let's get the show on the road with the latest uh, news that's been happening this week here in Livingston County. Right. Now, as we mentioned, uh, lots of stories out there. But interestingly enough, 
one of the biggest stories. It's been polarizing. <laughs> it has been very polarizing. It is about the soon-to-be demolition of the Brighton Big Boy. It's been a staple in the community for many, many right. decades. And, uh, I remember as a kid, it being right there by Mount Brighton. That's the only place yeah. you'd go to eat, practically, right. after you go skiing. Now, through the years, in like the past 10 years or so, this particular restaurant has had some issues. I mean, it closed down, I think, or it was facing eviction back in 2015, I want to say. Didn't somebody steal, uh, steal the uh, the statue too? At one uh, point? There was, yeah, that yeah. that had even occurred earlier. Yeah, um, and so uh, then it closed down in like 2019. I want to say something like that. Uh, the new people bought it. They totally redid it. Yeah, reopened it, and no one came. Uh, so uh, they closed it, and now, in place of the Brighton Big Boy, the MSU Federal Credit Union has purchased that. Uh, Plot, and they're going to be demolishing the building uh, starting next month, and they'll be building up a new, uh, putting a new branch there, and it'll be their first branch in Livingston County. Well, and the good news is, those that are hungry, they'll still have mints as you're waiting in the checkout. <laughs> <laughs> as you're waiting so, to make your transactions. And so here's what I want to propose. Once the new building's are, and it's supposed to be sometime, I think, July or September of next year, when it'll be all done, ready to open. Uh, It'll still smell like. I want to go in. I want to be the first one in the door and go. Where's the salad bar? <laughs> where's the, I would like a slim jim, please. You know, oh, walk so up good. to the the teller and you're uh, just teasing people. Yeah, now. I know. So it's anyway, kind of, aren't big boys in general? Most of them are going away. Yeah. It's kind of like when Bill Knapps died. It is not a uh, prospering franchise. They're not as hip as they used to be. Right. <laughs> Hey, I used to work. I was a big boy chef. I'll have you know. All right, you just play my mm. point. Chef. <laughs> hey, I walked right into that one. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. so big boys. We're going to get into that a little bit today yeah. too, aren't we? Uh, or did we just do that? I think we just did. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else? Well, is there something else you wanted to say? No. Well, I thought we might look yeah. at some of the comments. Oh, we could do that. that. So go ahead. I mean, and, it was. I, I think it was interesting. People that were commenting on it on Facebook. Uh, there was a mix of, oh my God, I love that place. I can't believe it's closing. And then they'd be like, well, when was the last time you were there? You know, like, oh, well, you know, 1997. Okay, well, you know, figure it out. Uh, and then there were people that were like, oh my God, I can't believe they're finally going to open an MSU Federal Credit Union in Livingston County. This is great. Uh, then there were people that were like, oh my God, another can't, bank. Can't it be a Chick-fil-A? You know, there was a Chick-fil-A, <laughs> which, yes, because the traffic yeah. at that area, that interchange area, it's just not enough. Yeah, we doesn't. need to just really, you know, cram it in. So they're pretty close to 100 comments on yeah. that, yeah. So. And many people have shared it, and uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, I, th- I mean, personally, I think that that's a, a reasonable um, replacement. The restaurant obviously wasn't going to make it. However, since John was a chef there, yeah. if you email us... I don't like the way you did this. <laughs> well, chef and a big boy. Yeah. Um, if you email us, he will tell you what the sauce is to oh. on the big boy. He'll give you the recipe for you to make oh, it at yeah. home. Yeah. He knows the, the secret The big boy recipe. sauce? Yeah, yeah, the big boy sauce. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> that didn't sound much. <laughs> the big boy sauce. How you doing, big boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're on two yeah. different subjects, aren't we? Okay, let's get to what well, else is in the well, that, news. That's never, uh, that's never a problem. All right, what else is in yeah. the news? Oh, that's, that was plenty. That, that was plenty. Yeah, don't you think that's enough? I think so. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so appreciate everyone that uh, commented and, and talked about that issue. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, it's decided. 
Please don't go steal forks or anything else. uh, (laughs) So, uh, but yes, MSU Federal Credit Union coming to replace the Brighton Big Boy. You know, they should have the Big Boy statue. I think it's already gone. It's already gone. Yeah, I think it is. Well, somebody stole it years ago and then... (laughs) It came back. Now it's somewhere. Is he floating around the mill pond? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Call 911! There's a guy in a white and red checker overalls (laughs) floating. Oh my god! Someone give him CPR! (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty stiff. I don't think he's gonna. Yeah, he's been stiff for a long time. I don't think he's gonna make it. That's what she said. All right. Um, So, uh, yeah. Next subject. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Hey, we want to thank our our good friend uh, Austin Lee. At uh, Orb Solutions. He's actually kind of an acquaintance, but we call him a friend to make him feel good. You think so? Yes. Austin has helped us with the uh, Mike and John Got It Going On uh, website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. If you want honest, integrity-driven marketing and technology to take care of your business, he's based in Royal Oak. Austin can take care of you. They help small businesses, especially contractors and service-based businesses with web design. They're family-owned and operated. You can find out more by going to their website, Orb Solutions. Orb Solutions. Yeah. All right. So, because uh, he is our TikTok master. Oh, he's our TikTok yeah. master. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was your kid that was doing our TikTok. No, no my... Uh, well, we got to pay for it. Yeah, my kid is uh, the one who, when I do put up the TikTok videos, I run that by my 15-year-old. I see. To, he's the screener. You know, where they go, uh, no, Dad. So. Can he show you how to work the remote for the so, camera? So, uh, <laughs> Denise Policello is here with us today. Yes. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank yeah. you for having me. Um, all right. So as we mentioned earlier, uh, so last night, the Genoa Township Planning Commission recommended against approval of a rezoning of a portion of the Latson uh, planned unit development. Um, how, so, how big is this area that, that we're talking here? The total area is just over 300 acres. Okay. It runs from uh, south of I-96, primarily along the west side of Latson Road, uh, all the way from uh, before back to Crooked Lake. And so what was the portion that was up for uh, a potential rezoning, or at least, you know, whether they're going to recommend it, which they ultimately did not, uh, that was a portion that was south of 96, correct? Correct. It's yeah. all south of I-96. Right. This is what we call, just for ease of reference, the southern parcel. Okay. It is a collection of about eight, I believe, different parcels of land that the developer purchased under three separate companies uh, that run roughly from the Marion Genoa Drain, which is about halfway down Latson from back to Crooked Lake, and then down to Crooked Lake. Right. So this is sort of the southern parcels that had not yet been rezoned to CAPUD, which is the campus PUD. Right. And and now, so let's let's rewind a little bit for folks who maybe aren't up to speed on this. And I think for the folks that live in the area, uh, they are up to speed on it in one sense or another because it's going to impact their land. Um, but this really dates back to 2020 uh, when this originally came to the township, maybe even just a little bit before that, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and so overall, uh, this area that they want to redevelop, uh, you know, uh, when it was approved originally, I know that your group, um, uh, you know, the Coalition to Stop the Latson uh, Planned Unit Development, um, I mean, you have some problems with just in terms of how the meetings were held in terms of approving this, this project, uh, giving it preliminary approval. We do. I think yeah. a lot of people do. Okay. Now, I want to be clear. 
We're not alleging in any way that the township did anything illegal, okay? Right. What we have a problem with is the fact that they had two total virtual public hearings on this. They had two meetings prior to this, so they had four total meetings. One was in December of 2019. The next one was in February of 2019. Public comment and was not allowed at that time, and there were no public hearings. The first public hearing they had on this, and when they introduced it, was on June 11th of 2020. It was a virtual meeting. It was during the pandemic lockdown, and it was after two and a half months of them canceling every other planning commission meeting. So, you know, at a time when people were terrified, I mean, if you remember June of 2020, we didn't have a vaccine yet. People were, I know I was in my law office by myself running my whole firm worried to death about my kids. So people weren't really paying attention. And we're not saying they did anything illegal, but this is such a major, major change to the area. We felt, we feel that it was in a moral, you know, it was immoral. It wasn't, it wasn't an honest representation. So they were following the letter of the law, maybe not the spirit of the law. I, that's yeah. what we think. And, you know, by the turnout last night, a lot of people think that way now. And and frankly, the fact that people are just finding out about this now speaks to that. Okay. You know, they had one public meeting in June of 2020. They had another one in August of 2020, both during the pandemic lockdown. And that was it. And people are now finding out about it because the developer came back in July to try to expand the parcel. And that's when we found out about it. And now that township residents are finding out what happened in 2020, they're furious. They're they're furious. And again, we're not alleging they did anything illegal in 2020, but it was dishonest. If you, you know, it was, it was not an honest, you know, they needed to be much more open. And the, the few, the very few people that found out about these meetings begged them to please wait until we could have an open public in-person meeting about this to really discuss it. I mean, let me let me be clear. The meeting packet for the first public meeting in June was 142 pages, and people got 15 days of virtual notice. You know, for such a major change, it 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 doesn't sit well with us. So, what does that land that that land? You know, look when they put the last and interchange in there, right? Uh, obviously, the whole character of that area changed. I mean, to put in a freeway interchange, uh, what went from farmland. Uh, is now going to be accessible commercial, potential commercial property. Well, and I think that was kind of a, the assumption that that area, once the lats and interchange came in, that there was going to be growth there. And we've seen it on the other side and north side of the highway. That's true. Um, I think that it's a little bit of a mischaracterization to say it's farmland. There are over 100 residential homes there, and they're all on 5 to 10 acre lots. Now, so, a lot I mean, of those are on like Sweet Road is one. Well, Sweet yeah. Crooked, Chilson, Pleasant Valley, Beck, you know, there there are okay. a lot of residential homes. If you just look at a map of the area, um, there are some farms. There are two major farms that sold to the developer, but the majority of the areas is low-density residential. And yes, I, I wasn't there when the interchange went through. I bought after that, and I did it very intentionally, but... I don't think that it follows that because you put an interchange in that you must develop industrial on either side of it. I I mean, I understand that that's what uh, the township's master plan envisions, but the way that the master plan reads, and this is primarily our issue, is not what they did. Okay, so our, our biggest issue, and if you talk to anybody at the township, Anytime you talk to them, and they reiterated it last night, their North Star is the master plan and the ordinance. We're stating they didn't follow it the first time. 
They barely followed it this time. I mean, you have a township manager and planning director that got up in front of the public and said, this development meets the requirements of the ordinance and the master plan. And then you had one planning commissioner say, oh, by the way, I reviewed it and it doesn't. That's that's troubling so, to me. And there was also an interesting letter. I know you posted it on your pages, uh, your group's Facebook page I saw that came from um, Panhandle Pipeline. Yep. Yeah. That's in the packet. I didn't get that. That that was in the meeting packet. Right. And, the Panhandle and, Pipeline Company right. said, you're, you're not doing this. <laughs> uh, and, and basically they're saying, like, we have infrastructure through this area mm-hmm. and what you're proposing would, would interfere with our natural gas pipelines. Right. Well, yeah. they also apparently have deed restrictions and easements on right. the southern parcels. And the developer signed an affidavit on the rezoning application that said there are no deed restrictions preventing him from developing the property. And the township apparently never had a problem with that. It's not... If they had followed the ordinance from day one, we wouldn't be here right now, okay? The ordinance, and if you read the CAPUD ordinance, and I encourage everyone to do it, it's on the township website. It's very easy to find. It's Article 10 of the zoning ordinance, which is a huge block on the side of the the, uh, website. Uh, It's very clear. The CAPUD ordinance does not allow them to give permitted uses to a developer to build a 200,000 square foot warehouse industrial distribution facility, which is exactly what they did in 2020. If they had stuck to the ordinance, which contemplates a low profile, high end, you know, med tech park of no more than three stories with, you know, copious protection of natural features and setbacks and that kind of thing, no one would have had a problem with it. The fact that they gave this developer so much latitude. There are so many uses in there that are generically stated, and he has so much autonomy and flexibility now in this that he could conceivably put in what's called a a hyper-secure data center. Those are million square feet, and they're high security. I mean, the, the, the the types of uses that they gave him, that they gave him as permitted uses, don't exist in the zoning ordinance that he's required to be under. So that that's our problem. And, and Stick so, to and the that, ordinance. And that's a violation of the ma- You think that that goes against the master plan? It doesn't just go yeah. against the master plan. It violates the Zoning Enabling Act, and it violates the zoning ordinance. Okay. So, and, it, so, and it's expired. So, so what's the end game on this? You want to get it back to, to start over to square one, and let's get it all right, straight now? You, you, you filed a lawsuit. We had yeah. to. We yeah. did. I, I want to make something really clear. I never wanted to sue the township. I hate suing municipalities, but when they don't, follow the law and they don't follow the ordinance and they basically ignore their own ordinance we don't we didn't have any other choice what they were trying to do last night what was stated in the in the actual um public hearing notice last night was amending what we consider to be an expired application and the zoning ordinance is also very very clear there section 10.04.02 expiration it's this long and there are no exceptions to it it just says two right. things, and they, they've already admitted that those things didn't happen. What are you, some kind of an attorney? I, you're talking <laughs> I, law mumbo-jumbo here. <laughs> I know, but you know, you, know, and the, here, you know what? You're hitting on the most frustrating part for me, okay? It shouldn't take an attorney reading through this to catch all this. Right. The township should just stick to the ordinance. It shouldn't take me reading through all this going, oh, they didn't, you know, they didn't follow their ordinance. And a lot of people who aren't attorneys and who are reading this, the township puts out statements, right, like their fat corrections and everything else they've done, saying they're following the Zoning Enabling Act. And 
the vast majority of people rely on them and frankly should be able to rely on them uh, under their color of authority as township you know, officials that they're following the law. And that's what frustrates me the most is that I shouldn't have to be out here explaining to everyone how they're egregiously not by you well know, and i think the, the, in explaining it to everyone you're talking about how how lawyers speak and how these ordinances are written up most of us wouldn't understand it if it landed in our mailbox anyway and are seeing all these different addendums and and things of that nature on what changes or if they are following uh the original ordinance or not so when when you get this this lawsuit, when is this supposed to to come in front? And you of? have a hearing in December, correct? December yeah. for an injunction, which is a really long time away for an injunction hearing, uh, and it concerns me. But you know, the docket is what the docket is, and uh, yeah, that's an injunction. We're going to have to amend our lawsuit, you know, in light of the planning commission uh, denying the rezoning request. Of course, it doesn't mean that the board isn't going to take up this rezoning request and ignore the plan planning commission's recommendation. Right, because that's all it was way, last time. It was just a recommendation. It was a recommendation. It, right? And what I, I need everyone to know is the township board has the authority to pass this anyway. So they might do that. So we're going to have to amend our lawsuit, um, and especially now that we have a, a better idea of what to do going forward. Um, but what our lawsuit is asking is two things. One, um, Declare it's a declaratory relief action, which means we want the the um, court to frankly find that what we think the ordinance says is what it says, and make the township do it right. So we've you know we're reading the or the plain language of the ordinance that said this thing expired in August of 2022. Please make it so right because the township disagrees with us. And because they say there's a seven-year timeline, <laughs> okay. which I know you, you're disputing. You're saying it's two years by that ordinance that you cited, which you wrote down, right? Yeah, it's all Anyway, I, I don't want to get hyper-technical, but it's not difficult, okay? okay? If you read the ordinance, it says that the application right. contains numerous parts. And that's section 10.5 of the, of the CAPUD zoning ordinance. And it says... When you file a PUD application, it contains these several things. There are about a dozen things or more on there. A rezoning application, a, uh, an impact statement, and a PUD agreement. The PUD agreement that they keep relying on has a seven-year term is a part of the application that expired. It, the, just because you make an agreement that violates the zoning ordinance doesn't mean you get to ignore the. So anyway, yeah. Right, we, no, but we, I think it's a point worth making because it's been disputed by the township. It, uh, it has and, been, and, and we're going to yeah. court over it, and I don't want to belabor the, the, the legal, you know, points. But I again, back to my frustration. If the town, we elect the township officials to not only to follow the ordinance and the master plan, but to, but to be stewards of the community. And, you know, I met with the developer. He called me and, and we had dinner. And I said, my, my problem isn't you. You know, you're, you're a developer. You're a developer animal. You go find property and try to develop it. And you're going to do what you're going to do. My, my problem is that the township is letting you do whatever you want. And that's not what the ordinance says. Okay. And that's not what we wanted, you know. And, you know, it, it's inexplicable to me that they keep saying that they worked on this for a decade and didn't think to impose hours of operation on this guy. And now the permitted uses under the original PUD agreement 
if the court allows it to go forward, allows him to put in a 200,000 square foot industrial distribution facility where he's going to have 24 hour a day trucking in a residential area. And so for those residents that you were talking about before who have who live there now yes, currently. Yes, who live there now. Yeah. Look, uh, this isn't look, when people do these huge huge projects, it's usually a large tract of land that they're able to acquire. And if you read if you read some of the advertisements about this land, if you go to the like the Detroit um, you know, r- real estate resource websites, it'll say in a little blurb at the at the bottom, mostly vacant farmland with one or two houses. That's not true. There are literally a hundred residential homes around this area, and we like it that way. And it's it's condescending and and conceited and insulting for the township to say, "Well, your houses don't really count. You know, you don't live where we live. You know, and I'm I'm not. I lived in Oak Point for twenty years, but you don't live where we live, and so your homes." Just because we put in an overpass, uh, you know, an expressway ramp there, your homes are now disposable. Uh, there's a there's a neighbor who's a part of the coalition. Their house um, appraised for they did comps, and their house was in the nine hundred thousand dollar range on Latson, right? Um, since this has started to become public, her home, their home value has dropped by three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So. The plan, apparently, is to let this guy do whatever he wants, make this a huge industrial park, and then make it so unpalatable for people to live there that we're going to have to sell our homes to somebody, to a developer, which is happening, by the way, on both sides of Latson and on Crooked Lake. People are already trying to sell their properties to the developer. Well, my guess would be is they would get more money from a developer in this situation than they would from somebody who wants to buy a house near all the things you're talking well, about. Not so much? No? You like know, the sooner we, they do it. Yeah, the sooner they do it. Like the assumption that this is going to happen. It's like hot potato, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, we're in a real estate building. You can find that out here. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> what, the, he, what the going rate would be. but Or uh, the developer can wait everybody out. True. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not disputing anything that you're saying. I'm just yep. I'm, yep. I'm going with where we are in reality right now uh they haven't stuck a shovel in the ground yet right that's true okay so so let's just say everybody comes together and say you know what you're right denise and and let's let's redraw this up what happens to the developer and what happens to that land then what would be the ideal situation that you would like to see happen well there are people out there that the ideal situation is leave it vacant farmland i don't i don't think that's realistic right and nobody um that in the coalition generally objects to the developer developing there. And we told him that. I told him that when, he devel- when, when I met with him. Our goal is to not let this development get outside of the intent of the ordinance, which is a high-end, low-profile tech park, not a, a monstrosity. Of, I mean, they're giving him deviations already, right? The hotel is no longer three stories. It gets to be five stories. The you know the building which in the zoning in the zoning ordinance under CAPUD uh, says permitted uses right of which warehouse industrial distribution warehouses are not one um, that you need a special land use permit for any permitted use over forty thousand square feet but they gave him a two hundred thousand square foot by by um, comparison Meyer is one hundred eighty eight thousand square feet so it's going to be bigger than Meyer by twenty thousand square feet and they're giving him three to four stories. You know, we we would like a reset. What we would like is that the township recognizes this is expired, and then we, as a 
Genoa Township residents. Uh, he can, by the way, he can refile. He can refile in one day. All he has to do is they tell him it's expired. He goes, okay, here's my refiling. And it's the same exact thing. And then we as Genoa Township residents get to go to a public hearing on a North Parcels and not only voice our opinion to the Township Board and the Planning Commission over what we think this development should look like or, or whether or not we think they should allow some of this, but also require them to stick to the ordinance. Right. Like if I go, you know, I have a residential home here and I have a business here, right? If I wanted to put a marijuana dispensary or a, you know, a, a factory or a bar on any of my properties, I can't do it. I can't just go in and have the township bless it. I have to get a variance hearing. He should have to get a variance hearing. And we want the do-over because very clearly, nobody got a say in 2020. And I think that the forcefulness of the opposition and the number of people opposing this um, at this point, now that they found out what's going on, concerns the township that if they have to have a redo on the northern parcel, it's not going to go as well for the developer. And that's another troubling point. Why are they so concerned about that? They have a very clear do-over option in, in the ordinance. And they can tell them it's expired and fix the mistake they made in 2020 by not really allowing a lot of public engagement on this. We don't, and we've told the township and we've told the developer this, we don't have any intention of trying to um, prevent him from developing his property. It's his property. We don't have any intention of trying to restrict what he's able to do under the zoning ordinance. We just want the township to stick to the zoning ordinance. Right. So and that allows, yeah. Yeah, it's a reset yeah. to take this back. It's so controversial. You just like to start, let's start back at the beginning mm -hmm. and redo this. Yeah. Um, and so if the lawsuit is ultimately successful, that's what would happen. Because it Correct. would force the township to, it, it would say, this is expired. You do have to start over. Correct. Right. We're not, the, the, and no way um, does the, the lawsuit request depriving the owner of the property of the right to develop their property in any way. Right. That's it. Okay. Very simple. Well, we will uh, be paying attention to this uh, and, and find out more. Uh, I mean, we, you know, uh, we have offered the township an opportunity uh, to respond uh, specifically to the litigation, which they said, which is standard. So we, we don't we don't discuss pending litigation. That right. is a standard response. Um, but we would certainly give the township or the developer an opportunity if they want to come on and discuss their their point of view on this. We appreciate you sharing uh, your point of view from the uh, Stop the Latson, uh, the coalition to stop the Latson plan unit development. Um, I know people go on Facebook, they search it out, they'll find it there. You have a website as well. Um, and I know uh, if they go to our, if they go to mikeandjohnpodcast.com, you'll see the link there in the story as well. They can uh, they can link to it and find out more. Um, and uh, Denise Policella, I guess we'll see where it goes. We will. Thank All you right. again. Thank you. For Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, coming up in just a, a minute or two, we'll get to our uh, trivia from last night. It was a prize night, courtesy of our friends at Firehouse Doors. And up for grabs, the, uh, the winner, the one with the first uh, correct answer, will win a $25 gift card to Texas Roadhouse, courtesy of OG sponsor Firehouse Doors, who have been serving Livingston County for over 25 years with unparalleled service and products. And our question from last night, TNT, according to research... The average one of these will last 91 hours. 
The average one of these will last 91 hours. And some of the answers we got last night, it's not John's remote control abilities. But anyway. You know, you keep talking about the remote control abilities. How about you even try it? Uh, no, well, Mr. You, I like to criticize, but I don't like to actually do anything. Um, so let me just get that set. And by the way, you realize... This is what people are seeing, oh, which I is see this that. ad for Firehouse Doors. They don't actually see. They don't see you waving around the, this. Yeah, no, that's because cool, that's as I've explained <laughs> to you. This is me doing all the background. You work. are the greatest, Mr. Yeah. King. So, Denise, well, give him a round of applause. Yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so I mean, just uh, can we get know, back to the tribute? I don't know. Now? Can we? You, you got kind of a, a thing going on there. Right. Uh, or according to research, the average one of these will last ninety-one hours. What is it? Answer the question correctly today. The first one to do so will win that $25 gift card. Well, we know it's not an orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we know it's not an orgasm. Was that even guessed on here? I don't think it was. (laughs) I didn't see that in here. Uh, George said a New Year's resolution. Uh, Alana said a roll of toilet paper. That's Hmm. the room nobody goes into then. If a roll of toilet paper would last 91 hours. Well, I mean, if you know, it's the holidays. <laughs> if it's the holidays. You got family it's over. It's not going to last you 91 know, hours. Serving baked beans. You know, you could go through. You know. Well, it's got to last 91 hours. I know. I don't think so. the average one lasts 91 hours. Right. If you have people over, it ain't lasting 91 hours. Well, I'm just saying so. We know it's not toilet paper. No, it's not. Uh, Karen said a battery. That's a great guess. Fresh flowers, said Debbie. A jack-o'-lantern. How long does that pumpkin last after you carve it till it starts to become mushy-mush? You're supposed to spray like WD-40. That's what they Is say. Is that the trick? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to like make it last longer. It'll slip right out of your Yeah. Well, I think on the inside. <laughs> oh, not the uh, James said an air freshener. <laughs> Jeff said the life of a bee. Um, I believe somebody did allude to your your first answer, which we won't get to. How did they allude to it? They, they allude to a... Uh, um, a man in his happy place. <laughs> okay. Uh, Linda said a glow stick. Yeah. A glow stick. A uh, hearing aid battery. What? I don't know. Do you think they last that long? Hearing aid battery? I don't know. I guess some are better than others. Everybody has to charge. Yeah. Uh, I believe John was the only one with the right guess, but we will double check this. Um, the correct answer was a diet. Lasting 91 hours. 91 so, hours. So how many days are we talking? About like four, four days. days. Yeah. Four days, and then the diet gets blown. It's just, just less than four yeah. days, yeah. Oh, Brandon was the one who said erection. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> Brandon. It was Brandon. Yeah. You know, so, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. All right. <laughs> Should have so, known. Uh, John was the one that got the correct answer. Yes. Diet. Yes. 91 hours. 91 hours. And, and, we're gonna, and because they've answered diet, we're going to give them a gift card. Yes, we are. <laughs> where Texas you can Roadhouse. eat smartly. At uh, Texas Roadhouse. So congratulations to John. Uh, Trivia, of course, brought to you by our OG sponsors, Firehouse Stores. We appreciate uh, their their sticking with us from pretty much day one. Absolutely. Mike and Kim Witt, uh, great supporters of the podcast and of the community, more than 25 years, serving Livingston County, family-owned. They strive to treat each customer like family. Mike Witt, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. Of course, they are veteran-owned. Firehouse Doors, your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. And uh, for more than 22 years, they have been Livingston County's only authorized distributor for CHI overhead doors. 
Call Firehouse Stores today, 810-599-7480. And with the uh, colder temperatures coming, you want to make sure that uh, garage door, especially the spring, is good to go. Yes. (laughs) You don't want to be left with the garage door open in the middle of winter. So see our friends at Firehouse Stores. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Each and every uh, week, we, we try to find a new home, a forever home for a child. That is an orphan, and we've teamed up with Orchard's Children's Services to do so. That's right. And this week, we are featuring Aiden. Uh, Aiden is 15, described as super sweet, always wants to be at the center of attention, and very funny. He enjoys making jokes. His favorite movie and character is Scooby-Doo. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was going to say, huh? he has something in common here. Uh, he loves dogs and cats. Equally, his favorite superhero is Spider-Man. And uh, he loves Five Nights at Freddy's video. And I think that movie is just coming out. Uh, he loves the video game, uh, which my kids love as well. Uh, loves coloring, making crafts out of anything, listening to music on his MP3 player, and hanging out with his workers at Orchard's Children's Services. So uh, Aiden just one of the kids that they work with there. And if you think you have uh, you know, room in your home and your heart for somebody like Aiden or you just want to find out more, you can. Just go to orchards.org and uh, they can help you out there. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about Aiden, you can give them a call, 855 694 7301 Orchards Children's Services. All right, now Rich Pearlberg joining us uh, as he he usually does, especially around this time of year when Michigan and Michigan State tee it up, have the interstate rivalry, and it's a little one-sided this year, I think. What's a little one-sided? I don't know. We we will see. Uh, We're talking about the big rivalry game. And it's the a huge game. And it's it's a, a big game. A night game. A night Michigan, game at right? Michigan State, and they can sell alcohol. Can't yeah, I was going to. I was just thinking that it's like, why they're well, going to really sell a lot. Spartan fans need it. Uh, <laughs> if ever there's a year. So here's the thing. Obviously, if you think about the matchup, you know this Spartan team sucks. Uh, the Wolverine team is, you know, one of the best in the nation. Uh, and you, as a huge Wolverine fan, you have an interesting take on that. Yeah, uh, because I'm a Michigan fan, I, I'm totally pessimistic, and I'm very much into conspiracies. I think Michigan State has set this whole thing up. <laughs> Even to the point of setting up the Mel Tucker yeah, calls. Right, this whole thing is, is, is set up to, to just, no matter what happens, if Michigan State wins tomorrow night, then, then that becomes the win of all time and and there's i think uh, in, in all seriousness you know they they say anything can happen and there are there are similarities history isn't doesn't repeat itself but it does rhyme and you only have to go back three years ago when michigan was highly ranked they had routed their previous opponent they were 24 point favorites over michigan state who had just lost the previous week to rutgers that's almost identical to what we're walking into tonight. Well, wait a minute. You, you don't have the coaching debacle that's happening at Michigan State. Uh, you didn't have that. But it was a first-year coach. It was, yeah, no, no. But I, you know, in, in seriousness, if you held a gun to my head, because I'm not a betting man, but uh, made me bet, of course I'd bet on Michigan. They, they, they are the superior team, and Michigan State is floundering. But... At the end of the third quarter last week, they led Rutgers by this almost identical score that Michigan led Rutgers by earlier. In the so you got to play all four. Yeah, yeah you got to finish until the. <laughs> well, the the collapse was 
Uh, we'll blame it on the weather. Huh? <laughs> we'll blame it on the weather. The collapse. Uh, Wasn't no, the ball just... a little slippery? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm almost sure, but I haven't researched. I'm almost sure that right. both teams were playing under the same weather conditions. But, but you yeah. are, you, I, I, I do agree with you that uh, in the sense that Considering all that's happened with MSU this year, just the horrible, horrible news, the complete collapse of the program, uh, embarrassing, uh, troubling accusations. If somehow they pull out a win on Saturday, that almost, I want to qualify that, almost puts that kind of in the background. Uh, And the Spartans have through the years, but this is mostly, I I think, in the D'Antonio years especially, They've lived off that underdog thing. I mean, they they oh uh, they, uh, they 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 grow the chips and then pl- implant them on their shoulders. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, uh, uh, and and they're good at it, though. I I I, I have nothing but grudging respect for Dan Tillio. He played that card extremely well and uh, and built a really good team. And these are kids. I mean, Michigan State was ahead of Iowa. They've got a apparently decent well i can't say they have a good defense iowa couldn't score against anybody so that doesn't count but um they got a quarterback who was playing well last week and he was doing those little dump passes that seems michigan's weakness and and you know i'm, I'm coming up with reasons of course michigan should win but that doesn't always happen. <laughs> um, well, like they say, you have to play the game, but uh, I, I don't know. It's just been such a, a dismal season yeah. for for MSU. And you might as well just say, Tom Izzo, go in and coach the football team too. Because well, aren't they having a big, a big basketball event? Tomorrow afternoon, kind of, kind of the lead up to it. I think yeah, they're, they're putting all their money on. They're yeah. putting all their money on Izzo, which is not a bad bet. Not a bad bet. Not a bad bet. No. <laughs> At this point, especially, uh, you know, he likes uh, football too. So, um, oh yeah, he. I mean, and they're uh, they're going to be like one of the best teams in the country. He's he is uh, he he is as loaded in basketball as Harbaugh is in football. Well, now wait yeah. a minute. The thing there's there's some newer news on uh, yeah. Harbaugh. So this let's week. talk about the latest uh, headline the spying stuff yeah. that's going on. <laughs> I never knew that you couldn't go to the other team's field and watch them play. I thought that's. But but apparently that's a rule. But here's what bothers me. I hope to hell Michigan wasn't cheating in order to beat Indiana and Rutgers. Well, I mean that's the implication, or I'll just say that some of the I mean, uh, you, some of the social media you stuff. Shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to yeah. cheat to beat those. Guys. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know, especially the way they blew out Indiana. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess it's just another. I mean, look, there was this scandal in finger quotes uh you know prior to the season that kept harbaugh off the sideline yeah that was a recruiting thing and which is important but uh it was a it was a it was a minor violation i remember and it was and it was kind of a disputed one too that it wasn't it wasn't a clear cut infraction never come clear with that because the the suspension was self-imposed so the ncaa still they had they had an agreement that fell apart so it's not really clear it's only rumor what came out but apparently what got harbaugh in the most trouble which he disputes to the extent he can is not the initial infraction which whatever it was 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 like a minor level infraction but that he wasn't truthful about it when he was asked about it and the ncaa gets angry about that yeah so so, but we still don't know because all that stuff is is behind the scenes but 
It's the right. old, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. No, we're not talking about Mel Tucker. We're talking about Mel Tucker. Yeah, I thought. Keep the scandal sorry, straight here. Well, you're, you're saying you're a 30-year-old scandal that's made its way from the White House to... I'm just, I'm just saying. To the that big was, house. Look, that's what they say. That's the thing that got Clinton in trouble is that it wasn't the actual... Uh, the in, act it was not the, the actual the, infraction. The, the, the well, what got him in trouble was that he that he lied under oath. Yeah, you know, exactly. In the deposition. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So but, let me but, ask but, you this: but, if with yeah. Jim Harbaugh, he seems like a pretty smart guy. I mean, he's made his way through uh, professional coaching, college coaching. Don't you think if you're going to send somebody to spy? I mean, if you're going to spy on another team at a practice, whether it's allowed or not allowed, why go yourself? Why not? Send, well, I don't think, why not? Send, I, 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 don't, I don't think he did, and he's he's. Unlike the other allegations, he has totally denied any knowledge of anything like this happening. But I, I don't get it. I guess from what I've read, is it's not going to practices. It's actually going to the games. You're not supposed to do that. And it was installed in like 1994 as a cost-saving measure, so schools wouldn't be sending coaches to to scout out their opponents because they get in, they're they're entitled to and have to be sent. Um, Films, videos, uh, game films of, right. of all the opponents. Plus, really all the games are on TV. I mean, I, I, I suppose it's true in football and basketball, I know. They have these software videos that, that record all the games and then pull out different con- situations so that the coaches uh, can can uh, study them. So the idea that, I mean, when I was when I was young, long time ago, oh. our, our coaches would go to other teams' games to watch them, to watch them play. So... So I'm not sure what this whole rule about is, is. It seems kind of silly, but if there's a rule, you shouldn't break it, and then you shouldn't lie about it. Right. right. Maybe well, it was just Blake Corum, you know, kind of looking through the fence, watching the game. Yeah. He's small enough where they won't really know that he was there. Maybe it turns out the infraction is he didn't pay admission. Yeah. Well, now they're worried about him. That could be a he didn't share his nil money. Yeah, but that, I think they're also upset about about potential sign stealing, and there's right. no potential rules against that but but it's just it's just kind of these areas that are that you should know if you're in the game it's like in baseball it's okay to steal signs if you're on second base and can read the catcher signs but you can't have guys in the in the outfield uh, right and the, the, the astros you know or you can't you you can you can flash signs from the base pass but you can't bang trash cans in the clubhouse <laughs> Right, right. Uh, that, that was clearly. Let's not get too clearly, deep in the Astros yeah. thing. And yeah. we like AJ Hinch here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank God we didn't. Uh, we well, didn't take a cheater. You know, what are you going to do? So, what do you guys think? You guys, uh, I mean, reading. I think I was reading Wojo today uh, in Detroit News, and he was saying it's almost like this game. Everybody wants it to be gone. Wants to get past it. There's right. not a whole lot of hype leading I, to it. I think Michigan itself it wants to get yes. it because this because it it, it it as you talked about in past years, it's like this particular game, the rivalry, the history, and everything else. It just almost there have been times where it just supersedes the actual talents of the individual players on the field. Absolutely, uh, but more often than not, 
Not really. <laughs> I, I think in, in the case of tonight's game, you'll really be able to tell what this game means by the broadcasters they have calling the game on TV. Yeah, It'll be like if they've got the D team instead of the A team, even though it's a Saturday night game. Yeah, I think they'll have a pretty good uh, – it's a primetime game. I don't know. Maybe – who could they get? Who could they get? Maybe bring back Matt Lauer or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> now really. Wow. I did not have sexual okay. – Let me lock her in. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, we know nothing. After this one, I, we don't know anything. I don't know, uh, but I will. I will say this: totally changing topic again. But oh but boy. I try to collect quotes, and I try to get the quote of the day, quote of the week. I think I might have a quote of the All month. All right, why don't you uh... from Mike? And that was from your show this morning when you said, "Big boy isn't as hip as it used to be." <laughs> Okay. Yes, the, you the, can use that if yeah. you want. I, 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 I miss it by crash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I mean, now there's no big boys. There's no Bill Lamps anymore. What the heck is going on in this world? Now we've lost a lot of hip. Uh, <laughs> maybe no, that's not I used really to the get, I used to get the farmers almonds there, and I, uh, and I got too much hip from that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, slim Jims and farmers almonds. All are, right. Well, so, that's where we'll leave it. All right, Let's go blue, and uh, we'll see what happens. Good luck to you guys tomorrow night. All, All right. right, talk to you. Thanks a lot, Rich Take Goldberg, care. with the less you know. Yeah, a lot of fun talking MSU and U of M as always. Um, of course, uh, you know the the Barbie movie has been huge, almost as big as the Taylor Swift movie. But anyway, Barbie has caused a new fashion trend. Really? Did you hear about this? I have not. It's our entertainment update, brought to you by our friends at the Dial. That's right. If you're looking for a unique night out, look no further than the Dial. Livingston County's multi-award winning dinner theater, whether it's date night or the celebration of a special event, the Dial offers an unforgettable night of food and live Broadway-style entertainment that's sure to earn you a standing ovation. For instance, their new show is about to open up, here in a couple weeks, their uh, their holiday show called Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's sort of a take on the whole oh. Christmas Carol thing. Right. Uh, November seventeenth through December twenty third at the Dio in Pinckney. You can visit diotheater.com for tickets and show information. All, All right. characters in the show are named Carol. That's why it's Christmas Carol. <laughs> well, it'll be Carol Merrill and oh boy, <laughs> well we're really going back. <laughs> the newest Barbie inspired trend. Okay is called Barbie Botox. So we've all heard of, oh of Botox, but where they're putting it now yes, yes is, we have, is, a different, uh, <laughs> is a different story. Uh, it's medically known as trapezius Botox, I see. or trapezoid, if you think of the trapezoid. It's actually the biggest part of your back, which leads up to your neck. And what this Barbie Botox injection does is it loosens the muscles around your neck so here so your neck appears longer like barbie <laughs> oh, okay that's yeah. if you're interested cost is about two thousand oh, dollars if sure. you want barbie botox or a, yeah. or an ostrich neck and, and let's not forget what botox is it's a poison that you inject into your body to specifically however turn off those nerves it has been proven to relieve yeah. neck pain and headaches well yeah because you kill the nerves <laughs> <laughs> so now, not only are we going to have people that have these stretched faces, like, hello, I'm smiling. See how I... Or I got a long neck. And now they're going to be like, oh. 
<laughs> I don't feel any pain. <laughs> it'd be like a raggedy <laughs> end. <laughs> People are hitting him upside yeah. the head. They're like I don't feel that. <laughs> you know, maybe they ought to. Maybe they ought to like. Uh, I'm just surprised that you don't have like um, athletes who are. You know, if you if you just turn off the nerves and you don't you don't feel the pain, <laughs> they don't feel the pain when they get hit. That's called cortisol. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Interesting. All right. All right. So that's uh, that's our. Uh, Little uh, trend now trending amongst among, you saw the Barbie movie you saw, you uh, saw I did. her neck was <laughs> yes I did it's a nice neck that's a nice neck can we do our two cent history yeah please let's uh, do that. two cent history for this week things that happened this week in our history uh, seventeen eighty one right. Lord Cornwallis ah good old Lord uh, Cornwallis opened a furniture store no he didn't he surrendered to George Washington in Yorktown Virginia marking the end. Of the American War yeah, of Independence. Kind of the beginning of the end, but yeah, it's the last big battle. Cornwallis, <laughs> he surrendered. <laughs> Threw in the flag, he did. The first... Actually, he refused to come out and surrender. He had one of his assistants his go out and do it. Yeah, 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 yeah you do it. I'll... Flag. I'm embarrassed. I'm yeah. just going to stay in here. I got a couple chicks in here. <laughs> <laughs> Not Lord Cornwallis. <laughs> lordy, lordy. 1860, the first professional golf championship took place in Pestwick, Pestwick, Scotland. Prestwick. Prestwick, yes. Yes. I was just there. Were you? In Scotland. Did you golf? No. Just like I didn't have the whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) The largest gold-bearing nugget nugget ever mined was dug up in 1872. Mm. It was called, or became known as, the Holterman Nugget. The Holterman Nugget. 630 pounds. That's not really a nugget. No, that's not a nugget. A nugget comes in a little cardboard box that you get through a drive-thru. 630 pounds. That is a boulder of gold. U.S. Post Office in 1914 used an automobile to deliver the mail for the first time. Horse riders were pretty ticked off. Taking my job. That motorized vehicle. Number one on the Billboard charts this week in 1962 was the Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. I only included this because many of us never give the Crypt Kickers their due. No, you really don't. You know, when you think about it, it's always Bobby Boris Pickett or just Boris Pickett. Whatever happened to the Crypt Kickers? I'm not sure. They were going to tour on their own. (laughs) They they left Bobby... (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're going to go make our own album. You'll That's see. That's right. We're going to do a podcast, You'll, too, and go to number one. You're all seeing. <laughs> oh, no wonder no one ever heard from them again. <laughs> they, they work That's for cool. us. 1968, the Jackson 5 made their national TV debut on ABC's Hollywood Palace. There's a lot of fro in that appearance in 1968 by the Jackson 5. Well, Michael's fro was about that wide. Yeah. And finally, since we're talking hair, 2009, a clump of hair believed to have been trimmed from Elvis Presley's head when he joined the army. <gasps> oh. 1958 Elvis hair. Oh, boy. Sold for $15,000 at auction. Other items include one of Elvis's shirts, which sold for 52000 and a set of concert-used handkerchiefs. Oh. Elvis Hanky. Oh, thanks. 
Elvis hanky. No, that's okay. I'm going to guess they were just sweat that was wiped with that hanky. That's just my guess. <laughs> no? Well, why'd you got to bring that up? <laughs> Even I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> Handkerchiefs. That's like old men carry those, don't they? Yeah. Boulder nose, wad it up, put it in the pocket. All right, we want to thank our uh, good friends at Murphy's Family Auto, of course, supporters uh, on the podcast, and uh, they're open Saturdays 8 to 1. Uh, check them out online, murphysfamilyauto.com. Everything you need for your car and truck needs, RVs tune-ups, too. brakes, RVs. Yeah. Do you have an RV? No, I don't. Why not? Just don't have room for it. Yeah. No, we have room for is the last word with Bonnie Runyon. All right. Now let's see if we can keep her to one word. Okay, <laughs> Well, good morning, Mike and John. How you doing, Bonnie? I'm always doing good. You know that. All right. We're I have no sense at all to be negative. You, yeah, yeah, right. All right. <laughs> Sounds like you had to convince yourself of that. Oh, no. No, no. Okay. All right. So what's the final word, Bonnie? The final word is cherish. 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 Family, we have no idea how long they're going to be with us. That's Cher- a good one. Family. Yeah. Cherishes Especially over the holidays. Are like, you... how long are you going to be here? Well, I've, I've lost, I've lost, a niece lost her husband. Oh. I have a brother-in-law that's in hospice. It just makes you very aware of the blessings that we have. That's true. Right. You should uh, yeah, appreciate yeah, the, the loved ones while you have them. Shape up your time about the relatives Jesus. coming over the holidays. Yeah. We can't get rid of them. All right, Bonnie, we'll do it again next week. All right, take care. <laughs> all right, take Love care, Bonnie. All. all right, take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. All right, the last word with Bonnie Runyon. Yes, and that's the last word for the show, isn't it? Well, yeah, for this show. Next oh, yeah, week, show. we'll be back. Are you sure? Yeah, we'll find out if they let us in. I don't know. All right, I did not have sexual relations. Yeah, we know you didn't with that woman. <laughs> Shake your hand. Uh, (laughs) Want a hanky? You've been giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on.